This is the Milo Beasley Show. This is the Milo Beasley Show. There's only one thing you need to know. This is the Milo Beasley Show. And now, here's your host, Milo Beasley. And welcome to the Milo Beasley Show, dude, 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 episode number 346. Oh, man, we are way up there. Uh, I'm excited for our next guest. So please help me welcome at this time. Uh, you may know her from the uh, web comedy series Jade and Jaded, a carbon-free comedy. Please help me welcome at this time, Jade Zaroff. How are you doing today? I'm fantastic. I love that intro. It's going to be stuck in my head for the next week or so. This is the That's great. That's the that's that's the point. So you are are you lo you're located in uh, New York City, Brooklyn, New York, good old Brooklyn. Brooklyn is that? Are you uh, born and raised there? I was born in New York City. I was raised in Florida, and then I made oh, my way back to New York as soon as um, Boca Raton. Oh, I, I'm very familiar with Boca. I'm actually located in Orlando. <laughs> Okay, cool. Yeah, Orlando. I had an annual pass to Halloween Horror Nights and Universal growing up. Oh my gosh, it's it's legit. My, I, in fact, I almost so I wear I always wear these jean jackets, but I almost wore this one tonight, which was my Universal uh, Halloween Horror <gasps> Nights jacket. So let's just you know what I'll just never. Mind. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so uh, let's talk a little bit about. No, I mean, please, I'll send you my address because you're bringing it back to my childhood. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about Jade and Jaded. Uh, how did the uh, how did the concept come about uh, to begin with? Yeah, so I was always really passionate about the planet and some form of in the world. And then I was always a kind of diehard theater kid, musical theater being the first love of my life, as I say. And I was living in New York City when I first graduated Emerson College. I did not study film, I studied theater, but um, I had a real passion for just kind of uh, like seeking opportunities in film. And always in a producing standpoint um, was very visionary oriented. So it's figuring out, okay, how do I combine my two loves, the environment and, um, and film and, and telling stories. And when I graduated, um, moved to New York City, was nannying a lot and was actually just like observing this obsession with vloggers. And I was like, I don't really wanna wake up in the morning and like share my entire life story but I do think that it would make for a really funny show. And I think that if two girls were trying or one girl or whomever was trying to kind of live in this vlogging world as uh, someone who is really like a diehard environmentalist um, in a comedic way, I think it could be a really great way to like bridge that gap and make it less like in your face to change the world more approachable and accessible. Right. Right. Uh, I see it all the time, especially being in Orlando, being it, you know, going to the Disney parks, you see uh, bloggers and vloggers all the time. So how much, uh, how much of the inspiration, like how many real life scenarios did you 
watch and then immediately write down to say, oh my gosh, we have to use this. There's no way that we can't use this particular scene. That's a great question. I think that um, to, to give credit where credit is due, Kendall and Sarah are the writers of the show. And so Sarah and I kind of always joke where um, when I first conceptualized this show, we sat down and had our first like meeting about what this could become. Um, and she just started writing down whatever I was sharing about my own life. Like I was kind of sharing real life stories about being made fun of for my skincare routine in ways that were like extreme. And I do have, um, I wouldn't say it's self deprecating, although it can kind of broach that line. Um, but in a, in a way that I still love myself. <laughs> and I think that um, I, I very much like, find the humor of life more often than not and I find the humor in myself I don't take myself too seriously so I was sharing all these stories and so to answer your question I wasn't really like kind of writing down ideas based upon real life experiences as much as I was just sharing real life experiences and Sarah was like stripping the humor from it and and molding it in a way that we could really like tell that story so I have this obsession with seaweed snacks for example or kombucha and she was like how funny would it be if you just like were being you on screen and like with this obsession with, um, you know, organic or healthy food, I'm the one on the best that's like eating this food on a daily basis and people are literally staring at me. So I'm kind of now just scaling the opportunity to be seen <laughs> in a way that now the, whoever can, whoever wants to, see me off the bus now maybe I have the opportunity <laughs> to do so on YouTube. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, so at what point did you realize that you could talk about the environment in a comedic storytelling way that people like if, if you were to try to talk to somebody about, uh, you know, global warming or, you know, uh, pollution, <laughs> uh, trash, people would just be like, okay, whatever. At what point did you realize maybe we should try this in a comedic way? Um, when I was at Emerson College, I pitched an event to the school called the Emerson Green Gala, which was a celebration of Earth Day through various forms of artistic expression. So I basically brought all the student groups on campus, produced this event, acapella, dance, comedy, they all had three to five minutes to do whatever they wanted to celebrate Earth Day. And we had the second year that I produced the event, a competition. So there was a film component and a live component. And the winning film were two of my friends who changed all the lyrics from Dick in a Box from Saturday Night Live to Recycling's Hot. So it was like, Recycling's Hot. And I overheard a student. And at the time, I was an eco-representative, which was just essentially a student that was hired to, like, beg students to recycle. And so I just had this, like, very clear moment where I watched this kid go, um, recycling's hot and like recycled and I was like if that's what's gonna get people to recycle like ding 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 <laughs> and I just remember laughing to myself and being like and and I again credit where credit is due my friends Anthony um and Jordan just changed all the lyrics and it was super loving and fun and approachable and I was like duh let's just like laugh about it and laugh at ourselves and it sticks it's like and it, I think it 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 takes the pressure off. Like it really just allows, I keep using the word approachable. It, it just allows you to like live your daily life and just start to integrate different forms of change. 
Uh, do you get people that that question your uh, environmentality, uh, assuming that you're just doing this to go viral? It's a great question. Again, um, I think um, no. I hope you know, like in my right. in my opinion, in my perspective, in my like fundamental, very purpose driven way in which I have um, done this series. Uh, I've been, I mean, this, the show is filmed out of my apartment and I've been living this life. Like I have never had meat in my entire life. I was like the weird kid eating weird food. My mom was practicing <laughs> Buddhism when I was growing up and we were just kind of like, my mom was in sustainable fashion and uh, and I made like a no smoking machine in elementary school because we had to do a random pro like science project. I just have always been that kid. And so I think um, I, I work with a lot of young people on like what it means to make an impact. And my whole thing, my whole spiel about like being authentic is just literally being you. And I hope that it comes across that I'm not trying to just go viral. Right. While I do hope that as many people can laugh at me as possible because I'm just like fully being me and embracing every inch of whatever that looks like, I guess. Uh, did you have the, I guess, earth costume um, prior to, like, was that something that you had already uh, that you incorporated into filming I mean, or was that something you were like, you know what we should do? Yeah, I was, I, I actually came out of the womb in the earth costume. It was really weird. Um, no, I, I actually, when I did the green gala, um, I remember I was like, I, I had a very low budget because the school was actually funding the idea and I, right, right place, right time, kind of um, all aligned. And, um, and I just remember going online and being like, how do we make this more earthy? And I found the costume in college and, and I have a bunch of pictures of like all the students taking turns wearing the costume. And so ever Sarah and I actually met in college at Emerson. So uh, as we're doing this like for your consideration campaign, we're trying to kind of outreach to a lot of Emerson mafia folks because there is a huge uh, community of Emersonians in the film industry, but everybody knows me as the girl with the earth costume. So when Sarah and I started working on the show, she was like, duh, I mean, we can't not <laughs> do that. I, I I agree. Have you uh have you uh ever made out with anybody while wearing the Earth costume? Wow, that's so funny. Do you want me to get like really TMI? I think that um <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's very powerful to wear the Earth costume. Um, have I ever have I ever actually made out in the Earth costume? No, I have not. But um, I feel very. I feel more inspired than I've ever felt in my entire life, to be honest. If that's not changing the world, or at least my world, or whoever is making out with me's world, then I don't know what else. <laughs> what else I have to offer? So yeah, so you mentioned uh, you meeting uh, Sarah at uh, at college. Uh, what was the first project that you guys got to, to work on together? We haven't been asked that in a while. Um, we actually did a mini musical of Legally Blonde together. Uh, it was like kind of side projects directed by grad students. Um, right. 
and we both auditioned and we both did it. And it was one of these kind of like cheesy, literally 15 minute versions of Legally Blonde. There's a picture of us like in the back uh, with singing like, oh my God, oh my God, you guys. Um, but we were in musical theater together for the first two years before I switched my major, did that. And then we had never done anything film related. She, I had a minor in entrepreneurship. She had a minor in comedy writing. We were a part of the same class, but I graduated a year early. So when I graduated, I made a Facebook post about looking for um, a female comedy writer to collaborate with. And she reached out and it's been truly a blessing. Like we weren't really, I wouldn't say we were like BFFs in college, but we did this music musical together and we have story. And it really just like one of these life moments where it really just worked out to co-create something new together. That's at it's fantastic. Uh, great story. So how did you find out that you were on the ballot for Emmy consideration? Like, did was there an email? Did you get a phone call? Did you just happen to see it online? Yeah. So to clarify how it works is essentially you, um, because we're an independent project, which I'm super proud of because we are fully self-distributed, um, fully self-funded, uh, we have no kind of back-end support. It's just all individuals putting their heart and soul into a vision. Um, we had done the festival circuit and done really well. Very grateful to say we had kind of entered and won about 15 awards. Um, and we were just like, what's next? What do we do with Jade and Jaded? And in post-production, um, we had kind of like, grappled with the subject of the Emmys, but because we're independent, it's a very interesting conversation to have because it's like, you kind of battle to be real with yourself and with the people around you of like, is it worth it? Are we good enough? Do we like put ourselves out there in that way? Um, In comparison to like these projects that have big budgets and big names behind them. And we were like, no, whatever, let's just do it. So we had to get vetted by the Academy in order to um, be approved. And so we did get an email that we were approved. We have a ballot. And so the four-year consideration campaign, anyone that's in the Academy, call to action. Um, we're calling it an Emmy for the Earth. If you have voting power, uh, please consider our series for outstanding short-form comedy. That's, uh, that's, that's fantastic. I wanted to, uh, so you, you talked about winning um, you know, multiple awards, including uh, the uh, Los Angeles uh, was uh laffa lafa uh LAFA. Um, yep uh los angeles film association i think anyway uh yeah los angeles film awards yeah awards that's, that's it. uh so when you how many of these um awards are actual physical trophies uh and where and do you keep them in it like i have you know s- stuff right behind i have to show off my my goods but where do you where do you keep your uh (laughs) i clearly have a huge um i so it's interesting because we finished post-production um out of covid we weren't able to attend any in-person uh festivals which was interesting it was just kind of like the journey of jade and jaded here we are i guess we we're sustainable. We didn't get any, any flights in the, in the right. um, meantime. But 
we we've gotten 15 morals and they all are on our poster uh that we're now sharing with as many people as possible and i'm kind of blasting on my linkedin page and tagging my mom so that she can share it with her sustainable community um but yeah no uh i do not have any physical awards as of yet um besides the high school trophies that are sitting in my storage unit in florida that you can't get into because it's so packed with if you have a storage unit you get it yep um and so i hope that this conversation will manifest the next chapter if you want to i'll send you my address if you want to send me one of yours i'll like cross it out with a sharpie and <laughs> <laughs> I mean, i'm I just mean, kidding uh, i would never do that i would never I, ever ever do <laughs> i do have a dundee award though i do have a dundee so um there you so go how many we gotta put an earth costume on it <laughs> <laughs> yes uh uh like the earthies the earth the earthies should be a uh an award uh how many other projects did you work on in the past either with sarah with somebody else by yourself that you thought was going to get the buzz that jaden jaded uh has gotten but you where you thought it was going to take off but it didn't I thought was going to take out. Um, I've produced a couple original songs through my nonprofit that I founded called Entertainment for Change. And I think that the music industry is an interesting industry to crack that I actually don't know a lot about. Um, so I guess, you know, the internet can be a black hole. And similarly to our journey of Jade and Jaded, we've kind of right. figured out like, where to put our resources, where to put our energy. And so Jade and Jaded has become a project that we've really focused on and figured out, okay, what does this trajectory look like? And the goals have evolved as we've gone. Um, but there's been a couple of songs, I'd say, that I, uh, that I thought like, wow, this is going to make a huge impact in, for youth in some way. Um, and it gets eaten up by the black hole of the internet, unless you have kind of a, a famous singer, quote unquote, behind the song. It's a very difficult. Um, it's a it's a difficult journey. So I, yeah. I credit and um, very much respect musicians for what they do. There's a lot of uh, of great the, songs out there. And, and the reason I ask is I just wanted to emphasize to to those who are out there watching who may have projects that. Uh, they they think you're going to take off that it does take a couple it does take failure before you can be successful so uh you know have you uh you know how have you been able to overcome those failures before you did find something to that was successful it really does um take failure i was actually thinking about it the other day it's like cheesy as it is but as real as it is i was thinking like you really I, I think that I've never heard a story of someone's success where they haven't failed. So I think that that's actually a helpful perspective to have and to like keep in mind at the forefront, because I think that like human resilience is, is a journey in and of itself and something that like takes patience and takes learning. And it's kind of the whole point, I think like it really isn't, 
we, we wouldn't even know what success looks like if we didn't have failure in the in the spiritual tangent I could go on like the yin and yang it just it wouldn't be a thing so I think that like the more I can recognize that success doesn't happen unless failure also occurs the more I can actually deal with failure in a very objective and rational way where I'm like oh this person didn't answer or like this didn't take off or this didn't happen but that's life like it's right. It would be ridiculous if I got everything I wanted all of the time. I think that like, that's just not how it works. Um, And I think dreams are possible for sure. And it's a really important value to instill in in young people and like adults even. Um, But I do think that uh, it takes just like the awareness of the existence of both in order to make it happen. 100%. Uh, The next thing I want to do is called the Milo Beasley show frequently asked questions. And these are going to be the same five questions that I asked to all of my guests. There's no wrong answers. Uh, just the first thing that, that pops into your head. All right. It's, it's simple. You should, you should know all these answers. All these answers. Okay. Uh, question number one, what was the first concert you ever attended? Hillary Duff. <laughs> Hillary Duff. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Hey now, hey now. <laughs> I can say uh I've never had anybody answer Hillary Duff as their first concert. So um is it, that's that's great. I mean it was <laughs> it went from uh Hillary Duff to Indigo Girls to like Chicago the musical. So I was pretty <laughs> scattered there. <laughs> you know, that's Gotta be well rounded. Gotta be well rounded. Uh, question course. number two. Do you believe in ghosts? Um, you know what? I should know the answer to this. Yes. I think that I believe in anything. <laughs> I'm very like, yeah, I'm a yes and gal. So um yeah. Yeah. Have you have you have you ever had any weird experiences where you're like, huh, that might have been something? Yes, but I've never, I, I've never like proactively identified it as a ghost, which is why I think I had trouble answering that for a second. Okay. <laughs> I've always just been like, huh, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> All right, question number three. It's a little bit of a twist on a common question, but in a movie about your life, who would play your parents? Who would play my parents? Oh my gosh. Um, uh, from when Harry met Sally um Meg or Ryan? like yeah Meg Ryan Meg Ryan um would probably play my mom and then my dad he's gonna hate me for this um but George from Seinfeld <laughs> <laughs> Jason Alexander uh this is my favorite question to ask because I always I feel like I get to know you and your parents. Uh, so uh, now I, I think that's an amazing it. question. I I really I'm like you got you you got it going on. <laughs> <laughs> question number four: Who is your favorite person to follow on social media? Um. 
I've been answering this a lot lately. Um, Drew Barrymore. I like oh, okay. have always really loved her, and I and I love following her on social media. I think she's just like every time I'm scrolling, she's either like keeping it real or smiling, and I'm like, yeah, I love that. And she has her own show too. Something you know, I think we all aspire to to, to have as well. All right, so question number five. Yeah. Uh, so this is uh, whether you're out and about on those New York city streets, uh, you're somewhere on a set somewhere. What has been your biggest fanboy moment where you saw somebody and you either had to go meet them or you freaked out and were like, no way I'm going to go meet them. I had to go meet them. Um, wow. Um, did I see? Um, wow, that's a hard one because I haven't seen anyone recently. Mm-hmm. I can answer like as a kid, I was like Absolutely. biggest broad, yeah, biggest Broadway fan ever. This is actually a, like a mini story. Um, I was like really obsessed with Sutton Foster and I was doing the like stage door um, stalking moment when I was in my teenage years. And my brother and I stood outside the stage door for like hours and hours before she arrived for her call time. So that was like a moment where like I went out of my way to be a fan gal. And I was like so excited. And my brother got a great picture of me. Thank you, Mason. And then I got a picture and his eyes were fully closed. And I was like, oh, so bad. We like waited for hours. It was just like so sad but that was a moment where i was like i love you uh, oh so cerebralis that, cerebralis too that was my most oh, recent oh that, that was pretty cool that's pretty cool uh, as as i mentioned you know and, and you mentioned before uh about you know you're, you're filming everything uh at your apartment in new york city how how tough is it to shoot um in new york city in brooklyn with the sounds the ambiance and stuff like that always going on and uh do you just go with the flow or do you have to stop your and and cut and wait for some silence before you can shoot yeah um we got really lucky actually um i I filmed a bar um that was Uh, I don't know if I'll pause, but um, we booked the bar in advance. It was completely vacant. Um, But prior to getting inside the bar, we were outside. And so we kind of had to like pause, stop, start, depending on cars going by. And the sound engineer was like um, playing that. My mom's apartment was on the 55th floor. So we were really lucky with sound in terms of like kicking her out of the apartment and then having the space to ourselves. And then we had one day in Central Park and it was a pretty quiet day. So we, again, got really lucky with that. That's, I mean, yeah, I would, I would think that would be pretty lucky to, uh, have you, have you been stopped uh, and asked for permits while you're out there filming or you just try to do it super gorilla style? No, we, we did our due diligence and we made sure that we wouldn't be arrested for the sake of making art. We were like, let's (laughs) make sure. Just, just making sure. Uh, okay. And then something, uh, something else we do, which I haven't, I haven't done in a while here is called the Milo Beasley show top five. Or I'm going to ask you a 
random question and you're going to give me your top five uh, answers here. So uh, you, you mentioned uh, Halloween Horror Nights. So I'm going to ask you your top five horror movies. Ooh. Um, uh, I think it's called Get Out. I love that movie. Yep. Um, uh, Friday the 13th. I love all the Friday the 13th. Um, when a Stranger Calls like freaked me out. Uh, it's like the babysitter. It was like oh, okay. the babysitter gets the call um, because I was a babysitter. Or I, I've been babysitting for so long right. that I was like, ah. um, top five. That's three. Um, yep. um, 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 <laughs> the news. <laughs> Does that count? I, I would. Okay, that counts. Yeah, it's pretty scary lately. <laughs> Okay, and then sorry, but um, climate change? No, um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> terrible. Um, you know, I saw I saw one recently, but I don't remember the name. So I think I think like Friday the Thirteenth, like all of the Friday the Thirteenth. I've done like all of them. Sorry, really, and I love like the pop out situation and the wind throws through the window and. Uh. Now, have you been to whenever they've had a Friday the 13th house at Halloween Horror Nights? Were you able to go to any of those years? Yeah, I did. Well, I, I haven't been in so long, um, but you I went come back. For, I need to come back and I'm, I'm coming to Orlando to see you and um, we're going to Halloween Horror Nights for Absolutely. sure. My dad lives in Orlando they, now too. Um, they just announced, they just yeah. announced today uh, a Halloween movie house no way that's yep. so, so cool right so they've yeah. announced no two i houses mean that was they've announced two houses so far yeah. a halloween yeah. house and a universal monsters house oh <gasps> done and done and done and done i'm like so down that i really haven't been in so long and my my closest like halloween horror nights is riding my bike in new york city it's like a car comes out and i'm like <laughs> um but i i need to get back to halloween horror nights i was something i look forward to every year so um now that you've given me the announcement i have like no excuses i'm inspired and empowered absolutely come come back down we will we will definitely go i go every year i get the, i have the uh the frequent fear pass so i go as many times as i can so mm. uh yeah you gotta gotta come down here um I've always, I, I think they've tried to do it once where they, where they made a movie around Halloween Horror Nights. Like if somebody was actually killed in a house, but I don't think it did that. I don't think it, it took off. Oh, interesting. Yeah. If it does take off, let me know because I'm at Halloween Horror Nights or we, in um, in my theater department growing up in high school, we actually like turned someone's garage every year on Halloween into a haunted house. And it was so fun to like put all the props and we would all get dressed up and we would like pop out in specific places. It was so much fun to execute every year. So I'm so <laughs> like, that sounds like a cool movie. And I'm like, can I be in it? <laughs> exactly. I think we need I to- I have pictures when I was 14 all dressed up. <laughs> I think I think we need I think you need to make one uh, a, a haunted house movie. Uh, I think that's the next thing or uh, a Jaden Jaded Halloween special where you tell everybody how scary uh, climate change is. I mean, 
there you go yeah right like we have like a bunch of oh this is terribly potentially so sad and maybe kind of funny to be relevant in this conversation in this context but like different natural disasters jumping out at you and just kind of <laughs> the temperature rising to someone like fully in a thermometer's costume. I mean, <laughs> we can really get wild with this one. I don't know. <laughs> my, my brain is like going in places that I don't want it to go just to be like super clear. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, so, uh, before we wrap up, if folks want to find more information on Jade and Jaded uh, and, and on you, uh, on Sarah, where can where can folks go to find it? I know jadeandjaded.com uh, has all six episodes, correct? Correct. YouTube has all six episodes. Um, you can also go straight to, uh, to our YouTube page via jadeandjaded.com. A-N-D is spelled out. You can go on Instagram, TikTok, Jade and A-N-D, Jaded. Uh, and you'll see me dancing around in an earth costume. Uh, my handle is Jade Zara, Z-A-R-O-F-F. -F. And then Sarah, I believe, is Sarah, S-A-R-A-H-F-R-A-N-C-O-N-Y-C. To plug her, too, because she fully deserves that. Absolutely. Uh, so anything left to say before we, uh, before we wrap up here? Um, I sincerely appreciate anyone who enjoys and watches and goes out of their way to laugh at me for a moment. Um, and again, if you're a member of the Academy, we would be so, so, so grateful as an independent project to be considered for your vote. And um, I just appreciate you for amplifying your voice. Thank you so much. I really mean that. Absolutely. Uh, if Yes. If you are out there watching this and you uh, are on uh, the Emmy board, please, please put it in the comments because uh, I promise I won't stalk you uh, too bad. Uh, so, uh, Jade, uh, thank you for coming on here and everybody watching at home. Thank you for watching. You're already on YouTube watching this. So stay on YouTube and go watch uh, all six episodes. I think they're only like 10 minutes a piece, correct? It's 33 minutes in total, start to finish. 33 minutes in total. You can do that on your lunch break. Watch all six episodes of Jade and Jaded. <laughs> uh, and if you haven't already, hit that subscribe button. And more importantly, tell your friends. And uh, we will see you guys next week. Thank you so much. I hope you have a beautiful night, day, wherever you are. <laughs>